a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, easy. Seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there, and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Only in the world of the Video Nasty, and in particular, the films of Joe D'Amato, could two movies be considered the sequel to each other. This is especially considering that both films have no real relation to each other, apart from they feature the trademark large and distinctive star. Absurd, also known as Rosa Sango, Anthropopicus 2, Horrible, Zombie 6, and The Grim Reaper 2, is a 1981 Italian horror film directed by Joe D'Amato and written by George Easton. The film is a follow-up to Anthropopicus, which is also confusingly known as Zombie 7. Now, of course, the link here of course, uh, between the two being Joe D'Amato and George Eastman, who wrote both stories and stars in both as well as the murderer. Now, see, the zombie series refers to a set of various horror film franchises that have been marketed in various territories, and they can be, they can be completely different films. The sequ- they always marked as sequels to either George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead or Lucio Fulci's Zombie 2. Zombie 2 is a, st- a film that we'll discuss later on in the run, which is uh, called Zombie Flesh Eaters in the UK. It's a confusing history of releases, numerous entries in different series, varying by different regions in the world. As I said before, the British films are uh, known as Zombie Flesh Eaters series, and in America, while not having a consistent name, they could be known simply as the Zombie series. But there is another set of films that were released in the 1990s, which are several different amounts of unreleased titles, which were released as zombie sequels by TZ Video, which is also known as Eid Entertainment, in the TZ titles. In this case, this is where this comes from, where we're absurd was Zombie 6, and then the film that came before it, Anthropopagus, was Zombie 7. But... Let's go on to talk about Absurd.
plot involves a near-invincible man, known as Mikos, a Greek citizen who's given a healing factor and driven insane by church-sanctioned scientific experiments. A priest pursues Mikos to a town in America, and he attempts to destroy him by impaling him on a set of railings, which disembowel him. But he is revived later in hospital. Our madman escapes, brutally murdering a nurse with a, with a screwdriver, and then goes on a killing spree, including a wonderful moment, or if it's right to call it wonderful, where a man is killed with a circular saw. The priest informs the hospital and the authorities that the only way to kill Mikos is to destroy his brain. While attacking a motorcyclist after escaping from the hospital, Mikos is hit in a, by a hit and run. The driver of the car is a guy called Mr. Bennett, and his wife are going to a friend's house to watch a football game, leaving the two children at home with a babysitter. Their daughter, Katia, is confined to a bed because of a problem with her spine, while her younger brother believes that the bogeyman is coming to get him. Once more from the top. You entered this country two days ago, that right? I have already told you my story, Inspector. There is no more time that we can lose. Well, mister, I'm just a dumb small-town cop, and I have trouble understanding certain things, especially if they're so crazy. So far up. Lots of us hicks are like that. So, let's hear it again. I know how it seems my story, but there exists a reality that we do not see. Is that a fact? It's really kind of you to tell me that. Well, it's the reality I did see that interests me. That nurse back there. The one with the drill through her head. Yes. Yes, I know. And it is sad for me. Well, I will tell everything. But I should like the doctor who operated on him, that he should also be present. He will convince you better than I. Okay. Let's go see Dr. Kramer. It's extraordinary. I've never seen such an extensive cerebral mass. This one. We took after the operation. It doesn't make sense, Dr. Kramer. His brain got bigger after the operation. I know. Science cannot accept it. So this Nikos Thanopoulos is, how shall I put it, immortal? Nor can blind faith accept it, but it is so. His body can regenerate dead cells. Now that is hard to believe. Absurd is, in many ways, a non-sequel to Anthropopagus, as the only real connection between the two films, as I said before, is between George Eastman and Joe D'Amato. Um, the presence of Eastman is 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 of is, is striking, though, in um. In the first Anthropopagus, although he's a big fella, he doesn't quite have the same intimidating 
uh, size to him. He doesn't see, quite seem to be the embodiment of such a, a, a lump of power that he is an absurd. And of course, they're both disemboweled in both movies. However, in this case, he and then, and of also they come from a, a Greek island. But in this case, it's 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 obvious that they're not the same person. On its release, critics accused the film of being an Italian version of Halloween, another Italian rip-off, the kind of mould that we've discussed before, such as with Contamination. But there are similarities between the two films, to be fair. Uh, references to a bogeyman, babysitter, uh, you know, a, a, a people in, in peril, or being attacked by a silent and seemingly indestructible killer. Uh, D'Amato, always the man who's trying to uh, make his movies the most sellable that he can, sets this film in America, even though it is quite obvious in actual fact that it's really filmed in Italy. Let's talk a little bit about Eastman, though. He's born in Genoa, Italy. And he, he took uh, the Americanized alias George Eastman when he's cast in as a heavy in, in many spaghetti western films in the late 1960s and early 1970s. Although his real name is Lu- uh, Luigi Monfori. Um, you know, he performed a villain in The Core of the Wild together with Charlton Heston and became a regular performer in many movies directed by Joe Matto and were friends. Um, he became a screenwriter for him. He's a familiar face in Italian B-movies in the early 80s. Uh, cast as a villain mainly because of his six-foot-nine-inch tall size. And, you know, he was a dark fella. These days he's a bit of a silver fox, but at the time he's got a, an imposing figure to him. And he has, to be fair, quite an aggressive, quite... Um, exaggerated acting style as well which shows but to be fair to George his or real name Luigi to give him credit it is Anthropopagus where he's most famous although to be fair and to give you an idea of his size he also popped up in Paramount's 1985 uh, Bible film King David and you won't be surprised to hear that he played Goliath Um, Eastman actually quit acting in the 80s uh, to concentrate on his writing and uh, is now quite a decent well-known author in Italian television and only holds the occasional role, just kind of pops up. Um, he popped up in uh, La Ravinci di Natale, uh, which is directed by Pupi Avati in uh, 2003 and I think that's probably where he's best known now. Well, the most recent role, anyway, that I've quite of some notes. Now, Joe, um, Joe D'Amato, on the other hand, um, was uh, originally bo- was birthed as uh, Aristi Massassi and was born in 1936 in Rome and died in uh, 1999 in Rome as well. A prolific, I think, is the best to describe him. He directed roughly 200 films, usually at the same time directing the producer, cinematographer. Um, we spoke uh, before of um, of actors of actors like Jess Franco. I mean, directors who have had incredible runs in terms of the films they made. 
Again, D'Amato contributed in many different genres. Uh, you know, spaghetti westerns, horrors, war movies, swashbucklers, fantasy films. But let's be honest with you, Joe was no um, auteur. The majority of his films are based, grounded in fact, in exploitation themed pornography, both soft and hardcore. Although he's best known for such horror film efforts as Anthropopagus and Beyond the Darkness. And um, he also knew films like the Attar series, which are based on Conan the Barbarian. Um, these are poor productions, really, with quite grim production values. And uh, American friends might know him, might know that film from Mystery Science Theater 3000, that kind of spoofy show where they go through details about the uh, the art, about the film, and like you know, make quite snide comments. He may well have been labelled the evil Ed Wood. But, you know, he was quite an amiable man. I think it was more his tastes that some people may find a little distasteful rather than the man himself. You're really nasty. I'm not going to love you anymore if you go on with your stupid jokes. I didn't mean to scare you like that, Emily. I know, Willie, I know. I'm not mad, honestly. Don't think about it anymore. And Katya, you mustn't be too mad at Willie either. I'm sure he won't try it again. I know what. While I'm busy with Katya, why don't you go into the den and watch the football game on television, okay? Okay. Oh, by the way, what happened to Peggy? Wasn't she supposed to wait for me? The boogeyman ate her. <laughs> I asked her for a glass of water and she disappeared. Probably she was angry. I'm sure she isn't. Lisa's disappeared too, Emily. I'm sure he's sniffing around the house somewhere. Let's go switch on that television set. Hmm? Come on. Let's add slightly to the movie's questionable fame. The film inspired the name for German black metal act Absurd, whose members later switched their interest from gore films to right-wing politics and committed murder in 1993. It was his infamy because its original members, who are now no longer in the band since 1999, murdered a 15-year-old, Sandro Bayer, in the... Uh, the idea of the motive is that Bayer was privy to an illicit relationship of Sebastian Schnausel, which is one of the founder members, with a married woman, and being spreading rumours about this and other things that the band had been doing. On April 29th in, in Sondershausen, uh, Mobus, Samsel and Kirchner enti uh, enticed Bayer to a meeting and strangled him there with an electrical cord. Kirchner of the band in a now infamous quote was reported saying oh shit now I've completely ruined my life Schnauschel uh, claimed to have heard a voice in his head saying Kustemeyer which would make no sense but for some reason he interpreted it as Totemeyer which is kill buyer the uh, band members were released on parole in 1998 because they'd been under 18 when they committed their crime. In prison, Mobus was able to carry on with the band under the temporary name In Ketten, which is German for In Chains. After the murder, this became a cult band with neo-Nazi groups. But what of the film itself? It is, well, as we can see here, 
quite heavily grounded in a grim kind of uh, exploitation-y nostalgia. Well, not nostalgia, maybe. Maybe notoriety would be a better term. As being the... uh, you know, the reference for a, a metal band that went on to kill somebody. Obviously a video nasty as well. The film itself, for me, maybe is best described as a movie that has some good elements and some bad. The kills are very high quality in what they achieve. Um, there's a fantastic scene in the film when um, when a man is, um, is, you know, has his head split open with a circular saw. That guy was a guy called Freddie Unger. Um, and um, he he's now dead now, but he was a, a good assistant director, a stuntman, an actor, and a special effects expert. And it was this... Um, it was his work that made some of the kills so realistic. Um, you know, a nurse is killed with uh, a drill to the head. There's this circular saw death. And a woman, and the one that sticks in the mind possibly for fans, is a woman has her head burnt in a in a, in a gas powered oven. It is many things absurd, but it it doesn't skimp on the shock. Um, we've mentioned before that it does have some very strong relations to the movie Halloween, and indeed Halloween too. Although Halloween two probably is a coincidence as they're both released at the same time. Who so wants to be a slasher? But, you know, a lot of the films of this time want to be slashers, let's be honest with you. It doesn't touch the highlights and the, and the highs of, say, Anthropopagus in terms of it's just sheer craziness. But it does deliver. There are, however, some problems. Certainly, Joe D'Amato is, not, is a man that is incredibly guilty of scenes of quite plodding exposition. And he does so here. Certain ideas make little sense. Um, and if this is, you know, if this is America, then, you know, I'm a flipping, I don't know, it, it's obviously not anyway. It's a, a poor example of an American town. But it is still with a certain amount of skill. Certainly, as I said, it delivers, even if it doesn't do it quite as well as you would have hoped. Right, the film was released first on VHS in 82 by legendary video label Medusa. It was past 18 with uh, 2 minutes and 32 seconds of cuts for its cinema release in August 1983. Soon after the cinema release, the video distributor perhaps wisely decides to withdraw the uncut video and release the same cut as a cinema version. The video was released to the list of banned video nasties in November 1983 anyway. And it stayed on that list throughout the panic, so it became one of the collectible DPP-39s. There has been no release in the UK since then. However, fans of rather dubious joy in its horror can find a US uncut and MPAA unrated DVD released by Mayer in 2009. And it's easily purchasable. This is the most complete version of the film with um, two minutes restored. Now, these two minutes are not for censorship, as the case of the UK one, but instead rather for reasons of just editing. Um, so it is a film that 
I think there's stuff to recommend it. I know plenty of people would might disagree. But still, out of the slashes, not the worst, but not the best. And uh, I think in truth, if you put it next to Anthropopagus, despite the faults of that film, it probably doesn't hold up quite as well. It was a horrible thing. The first thing I did when I came to my senses was to phone the hospital. But I suppose there's not much hope for the poor man. No, I'm afraid not. I'm no doctor. But I don't think it looks good. They don't expect him to pull through. I saw the blood on the gate. You know what I'm wondering? How did he manage to wound himself in that way? Had you ever seen this man before? No, never. I imagine that he was going to rob the house. What, pull a robbery with the owners at home? Doesn't make sense. Your husband is away? No, he's out in a job. Decided to watch the game on television. At the forests. They're friends of ours. They live nearby. They're expecting us at ten. We don't like to leave Katya on her own too long. Uh, of course. How's she coming along? Oh, better. But there's still a long time to go before she can get out of bed. I see. Well, I'll be getting on my way. Goodbye, Mrs. Bennett, and All right. thank you for your help. Give my regards to Kathy. Right. I will, thanks. So, thank you for listening. Um, I'm sorry this is a little bit late, and I'm very sorry because I think the next one's going to be late as well because I'm away for a wedding this weekend. Um... Thank you for everyone who's been getting in touch. It's very kind of you. I have no doubt mangled some German uh, names while going through talking about the the, uh, the metal band Absurd, and I'm sorry for that. I'm particularly sorry for a guy called Wolf who emailed me asking me about the uh, what order I'm going in for the films that I'm doing. And I was kind of... Uh, well, I was very honest, in truth. Um, the answer is... There is a list, but it's not. It's it's a random list that I'm just going off. Um, I've been toying whether to put it online on the website, so you, you know you've got a heads up. Uh, I can do that if you want. Uh, if you, if people are bothered, if they don't want it, that's cool. It doesn't really matter either way to me. It's just kind of cutting and pasting a list onto a, a HTML file, effectively. So. Um, Thanks to Wolf anyway for getting in contact. He emailed me, and you can too if you want, at videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to everyone who emailed, and also for uh, those people that have been tweeting me as well and, and retweeting what I've been talking about. A massive hello to you. Um, if I put on the website this week as well, and one of the reasons why this one's late is because I did a little interview with uh, the guys at the... Well, the the website is well the the website is actually called um, complete sentences pod dot uh, dot com, and those guys um, they have a, a podcast where they talk about it's a kind of a comedy podcast, funny guys, and um, they talk about all the music, you know, different lots of different things and artworks that they really enjoy, 
and uh, they they they, email, they interviewed me about um, the Night Gallery podcast, which is a show that I did before I started this one. So if you were listening to this one and they come over from Night Gallery, and I know a fair few of you are, um, if you go to completesensorspod.wordpress.com or indeed my own website, www.videonastiespodcast.com, you can get a link to listen to me being interviewed about the uh, the show. And, um, and hopefully you will, you know, enjoy it. And, um, you know, I get a bit of an idea about that podcast that I did. Um, I talk about some things I hadn't talked about on that podcast in terms of my own particular favourite shows and stuff. And there is a really nice guys that Rocky and Ty are, are, are just cracking people. So if you want to go get involved with that, I would recommend it if you're a fan of Night Gallery. Okay, so where to go next? Um, well, the answer to that is very simple. Um as I said, I've got my list, and it's one of my favourites from the list. Um, mainly because, well, it's because of the director, really. We're going to talk a lot about some of the more unusual Italian films, like more nightmarish in their qualities. Not just straight gore. Films, for example, like... Uh, well, like The Beyond. This one's Dario Gento's um, film that is on the list. And uh, it's a cracking, weird, nightmarish, dreamlike film. And it's called Inferno. It's a follow-up to the seminal Suspiria. So I'm looking forward to hearing... Well, I'm looking forward to, to write, talking to you about that movie. And if you have any feedback you want to give, please send it to me about that film. It is on... Uh, you can email me, as I said before, videonasty.gmail.com. Go to the website, uh, www.videonastypodcast.com or come to my Twitter at orange underscore monkey. I'm always happy to say hello and uh, get your feelings and vibes on it uh, on what I'm doing. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be lovely as well. Uh, I don't like to beg, but uh, it does help get the word out, as it were, and get people into what I'm doing. So, until next week, where I will excitingly explain why Inferno is one of my favourite horror films. Take care, and I will speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, You've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.